Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, and pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and syndicated on missionsradio.org and liveleadplay.com. Did you know that studies show that the average teen of today have the stress and anxiety level of a 1950 psychiatric patient? And if these stress and anxiety aren't dealt, it can lead to depression, substance abuse, and even suicide, yes. The family structure and the foundation of it is the number one defense against teenage substance abuse, pregnancy, depression, stress, and so much more. So as you can see, this is why I'm so passionate about my show. Get my Amazon number one best-selling book called Amazing Itty Bitty Book on Family Leadership. It's on Amazon, $6.99 on paperback and $2.99 on Kindle. And if you're ready to dive in deeper and really start creating a whole new family with the one you have, then enroll in my online three-month Harmonious Family Blueprint program, you can email us at info at integrativeminds.com with your contact information and we'll schedule an interview time. The link to that is also in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today on our radio show segment called Teen to Parent Talk. This is where we talk to amazing guests who are 18 to 25 years old around that age. They will be sharing with us their insights, their advice, their tribulations, their hopes, their dreams. No subject is too much or too little. My goal for this segment of Teen to Parent Talk is to really bridge that gap between you and your kids. Today, our guest was born into an immigrant family in the city of Paramount, California. His mother wanted a better life for him, so she made the decision to divorce his dad when he was about two years old. He grew up living in two different households with two different perspectives. And at a very young age, he began to pursue the true freedom of choice. He realized the value of money and the difference it can make in someone's life. And so he began his first entrepreneurial venture at the age of 14. In the beginning of 2017, he began marketing his services to solopreneur and small business owners. This business venture took him from a shifty $800 monthly income into a monthly income of over $2,500 a month. At the age of 18 years old, he fired his boss and began working full-time for himself and alongside some of the greats in today's industries of sales, online digital marketing, and real estate flipping. He is only 19 years old today, and he's never looked back. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Carlos Hernandez. Hi, Carlos. How are you doing? Hey, Jacqueline. I'm doing so good. I love that intro. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh, it's all you. Like I said earlier, it's really hard to believe that you're 19 because you are so wise and you've done so much in just 19 years and have experienced so much. Wow. Well, thank you. You know, I I honestly cannot take the credit for that. I've just been very, uh, I I truly believe everybody starts from a different starting line. And I've just been blessed to uh, 
you know, be, be a part of an immigrant family. I think being an immigrant is a huge blessing in my life and also having the right role models as like, such as my mom and such as my uh, uncle. And so I, I really owe it all to them at the end of the day. Well, you have a lot of motivation and uh, to start your own business venture at age 14. Tell us what you did. Yeah. So I remember uh, towards the end of my 14th year and uh, I couldn't get a job because nobody wants to give you a job until you're 15 and a half. So I was like, I want to do something. I want to be independent at such a young age. I don't know why. Just I've had that drive in me. I got creative. I talked with, uh, with my mom, talked with my dad and got some ideas and I was showing them this site online called Alibaba where you can buy things from China directly from warehouses. And so that I saw waterproof phone cases that when I went to you know vacations, I've seen them for sale for $30. And I was like, what? I can get them for a dollar here and I can sell it for 10. And that made sense to me. So I remember buying my first shipment of a of a hundred uh, or no sorry two hundred waterproof phone cases, and then I started selling them. I started selling them to friends and family. I started selling them on vacation. I started selling them on the beach, uh, selling them to friends, selling them on offer up apps, and uh, and so that's how I made some of my money when I was fourteen and fifteen years old. Wow. That's some incentive there, 100 to $200 a week at just 14. You must have been so happy. Yeah, it was really great, especially because you know I had the support of my parents. I did chores until then, and so I saved up all my chore money, and I was like, I really want to do this. And then my, uh, my parents were like, okay, we'll, you know, what we'll do is we'll even support you, and we'll put another $100. And uh, so I put my $100, their $100, and I ended up with waterproof phone cases for me to sell. And so that was awesome. <laughs> and so I know you also went into other businesses between that 14 years old and also college. You never stopped. Oh, yeah. I was always, you know, like a train, like nothing <laughs> could get in my way. I was always going forward. I was like, what's next? You know, what more can I do? And so that led me on to some really interesting business models and meeting a whole lot of people much, much older than myself. Uh, but I always continued, you know, I always loved business. I didn't know it at the time, you know, what really entrepreneurship was, but I just loved the idea of being independent and being able to have my own money versus, you know, working at, I used to work at McDonald's when, uh, when I was able to get a job and I finally turned 15 and a half. My parents didn't have to tell me, go get a job. The day I turned 15 and a half, I went and applied to McDonald's. <laughs> And, uh, and so I got my job there, but I never really liked working for people. So I was like, what can I do on the side of this and on the side of high school to make some more money? And so I was always very uh, creative with uh, and very open and taking a lot of risks, too, because I realized, you know, I'm not going to make money by just staying comfortable or being comfortable with a, a wage job. People get too comfortable and then they're afraid of change and they're stuck where they are. Doesn't seem like you have that problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You went into business with a lot of marketing and online sales. How has that shaped you? I originally actually got started in, in network marketing. And so I don't know if uh, anybody's ever heard of network marketing. It oh, has, yeah. you know, a bad reputation. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and MLM. Very, um, yeah, MLM. 
And so I lost all my money there for a year and a half. But, you know, the beautiful thing was I was able to learn so much and really meet a lot of people and got introduced to personal development and, you know, reading a ton of books and learning from the greats. Uh, but I realized one thing I was really good at uh, in network marketing was using social media to find people or to get eyeballs on, uh, you know, on my posts or what I wanted people to see. And so I was like, you know what, I want to do this for other businesses. And so I started getting involved in the whole email lists and websites and social media, uh, you know, content creation. So I think it shaped me because it pushed me to learn how to, you know, what it really takes to run a business on your own. And so I realized, you know, I'm going to have to find clients. I'm going to have to find people to buy my services. So what did I do? I went door to door. I remember walking around my my uh, neighborhood, which is Lomita and Torrance. And I literally went uh, walking down the streets, business to business, going inside, offering a free 30-minute, uh, what's it called, an audit on their current online. So I would take a look at their website. I'll take a look at their social media. I'd let them know what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. And then at the end of that free audit, I'd you know try to sell them on my services and so uh, it shaped me a lot because I re really uh, was rejected a ton of times, which is a good thing. Like I feel if people don't go through rejection, the first time they ever get pushed down and slammed on their butt from rejection, they're going to be afraid to get back up. And so for me, I realized at an early age what being in business was all about. And that's being able to go past the no's until you get that yes to even when people don't believe in you, even when people say you can't do it, or even when people say you're too young, like how can you help me? Or even when people, there's so many, so much criticism that I got um, all throughout high school and the entire time up until now where, you know, people didn't believe in me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to continue pushing through. And I was able to, you know, close multiple businesses. And to this day, I don't even, you know, build websites anymore because I don't have the time for it, but I still have old clients that want to hire, you know, that want to hire me again, or they want to send me as a referral. But so I did pretty good for just not really knowing anything about business, not even taking classes in college for business, just kind of learning it on my own. And so I think it shaped me in, in the way of confidence and, and being bulletproof and going past the nose and also uh, being able to learn things on my own, because, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, although I didn't, finish college I love education like I am a huge fan like raving fan for education and uh, uh, but my education was a bit different I would pick up books or I would go on you know I would buy online courses and I would learn from people that you know that have the results that I want and you know I would beg my my uh, I'd beg my parents to buy me you know thousand dollar courses and to the point where I could start getting it myself. But I was like, look, if you're not paying for my college, at least pay for my courses. <laughs> you know, what's amazing is that you did all of this while you were completing high school and even when you got into college. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. That was really tough just because of all the criticism. And, um, and you know, I was never really a, a popular kid per se. I always hung out with different crowds. So I would, you know, jump around from people that weren't too popular to those who were. I was very, you know, self-aware. And I also realized a lot of people didn't like the fact that I did business 
or you know the that I was really motivated people are like you know what are you talking about like you're not going to get there young I remember actually uh, I went to South High School and I'm not going to name any names but the college counselor there I remember walking into the office and she was asking me so you know what's your plan what college are you going to go to what um uh you know what major are you going to get and uh you know are you going to transfer and all this stuff and she was you know asking the questions any regular college counselor would ask and i told her i you know i've always had it clear in my mind like i most likely not going to do this because i always i always knew that i was going to be successful or i was going to have you know more than most at a young age so i wasn't going to complete college like even before it happened i knew that's what was going to be the case and so i said you know i'm not going to go to college for 4 years i'm going to start my own business and she, I remember when she looked at me and she said, you're going to what? And then I said, I'm going to start my own business. And, you know, I want to hit, I didn't even say I want, I said, I'm going to hit a million dollars before I hit 21 years old. And she looked at me and she's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. Like, you're not going to do that. You're not going to accomplish that. I remember being so frustrated. I was like, why is she telling me this? Yeah. From then on, I blocked, like I, I just closed my mind on her and I just walked out of the office good and for you. I remember saying, you know, yeah, I, good for you. I will be back and it will be so much different. <laughs> yeah, show her your checkbook, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, we said earlier in your bio that you came from a divorced family at a very young age. By the time you were 2 or around 2, your parents had divorced. How do you think living in two separate households has shaped your life to where you are now because you are just so motivated? Yeah, honestly, consider that a true blessing because um, I, I'm a huge believer everything happens for a reason. And uh, one thing that came out of that divorce and, you know, at, at an early age, uh, seeing my parents split apart and they, you know, both went their separate ways. My mom had her own place. And then my, my dad, uh, same thing. He you know lived with his family or lived with his brother or has his own little studio. But I really was able to see uh, two different lifestyles because my parents were divorced. Uh, so my mom had custody while I was in school. So Monday through Friday, I was with my mom. And then Friday night to uh, usually about Sunday, I was with my dad. And what that meant was on the weekdays, I remember my, you know, my mom got married. Well, actually pretty recently, but she was in a relationship with her now husband who's an amazing guy and takes care of our family and I have a little sister now and so it's amazing and he's a really great guy but I was raised in Torrance when I was around six years old that's when we moved to Torrance and so uh, all my my years in school I remember going to Walter Elementary Richardson Middle School and South High School all in Torrance and on the weekends I was with my dad at the time he was in La Puente and so it's completely different lifestyles on the weekdays I was in a nice neighborhood you know my mom was very happy. She's just loving life. And then uh, I go with my dad on the weekends. Doesn't have his own place yet. I know that'll change, but he's never had his own house. And he's either lived with his brother or he's lived, you know, with his mom or he had a, you know, a little studio. Um, but specifically in La Puente, you know, all the neighbors there were gang related or they were, you know, uh, you could hear people laughing and drinking outside and doing drugs outside and that was the lifestyle I was living on the weekend and then I come to Torrance on the weekdays and everything is so nice the neighborhood is beautiful the people are nice you know it's just two completely different lifestyles 
how was it like when most kids, most teens, especially on the weekends, are hanging out with their classmates, and when the weekend comes around, you're not able to do that? What was that like? Yeah. So for me, honestly, I enjoyed it a lot because I experienced more freedom with my dad because my dad was always working because he had to work because he had he had my little brother ten、uh, years ago as well, and so. He is in a position where he's always, you know, on the job, and when he's not, when he's home, he's sleeping because he's tired. And so I had a ton of freedom, and I made friends out there, and we got into a lot of trouble on the weekends. And、uh, because I had freedom that I never had here, my mom wouldn't let me out, you know, past a certain time. I wasn't able to hang out with friends, so I made friends in La Puente, and you know, I was up and I was sleeping over at their house, and I wasn't coming home to my dad's house, and I was getting into trouble and. So,、wow. so you know that was, it was like freedom for me, but <laughs> but it also was putting me in a bad environment of bad people. Yeah. What challenges have you experienced that you think helped shaped where you are today? Yeah. So I think some of my biggest challenges were、um, along relationships. You know, I think relationships not only in terms of you know boyfriend and girlfriend, but friends, like、uh, the people around me. Weren't motivated, didn't have the right mindset, and that affects somebody. That affects you know your associations on everything, and、um, so I really struggled with、um, just finding good people in my life because everybody was so、uh, negative or they you know didn't have a big mindset. So I struggled with that. And in terms of challenges, like business wise, I struggled a lot in finding the right vehicle. Because you know, I jumped around from business to business.、Um, I lost a lot of money doing so. I, which is you know something I don't regret. I never had the right leadership in my life until I was seventeen and a half. So that meant I was lost, and so I didn't have the right vehicle. I didn't have leadership. I didn't have the right associations, and all those combined is just、um, recipe for failure. And so. That's what really challenged me. Being younger is fixing those three aspects of associations, mentorship, and finding a right opportunity. I also had some struggles that are a little bit more on the darker end, and、uh, I couldn't, I couldn't say that. <laughs> like, not not a lot、yeah. of people even know about. Not a lot of people know about that. Not even my family know about. Some of the other struggles that I've had, and you know, I struggled with drugs in my life just because you know I was in the bad environment、uh, with my dad's, with my dad's side, and yeah, it's understandable. So you know, I was addicted even for some time, and so you know, stuff along those lines, I struggled a lot with. But that would be that would be a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> We can get into that another time. You started your entrepreneurship very young age, fourteen, and you haven't looked back since. You said, yeah. There are teens out there who may even have that counselor that you talked about at your high school that are kind of squashing this dream.、Mm. What if there's a teen out there that's interested in starting their own business or entrepreneurship? What would you say to them, and where can they get help to start their journey? Yeah, that's a great question. I really believe in you know helping the, this generation. You know, millennials have the right. Resources and it can be a double-edged sword of being, you know, having、uh, power of social media and the internet on your phone. It could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. And so I would say just really being wise in terms of how are you using your time. One of the things I would suggest 
to myself when I was younger. And this is what changed my perspective too, because I actually had somebody tell me, start reading more books. Start reading more books and don't only read them, but study them and take notes on them and really understand what they're saying. I would say just start growing as a person because we're only going to attract people that are like us. And so if we want to be around great people, if we see ourselves as an amazing person in the future, we have to become that amazing person um, in the future now. And so, you know, the personal, uh, personal development is a big aspect. So reading some good books on mindset, not fiction, you know, not science, uh, all that stuff. I mean, unless you love science, I'm not putting that down, but yeah, but to grow yourself, what are some books or materials that really change you that you recommend? Yeah, I had some really uh, perspective or paradigm shifting books uh, in my life. And I'll name three that really made the most change in me. And so the first one is The Law of Attraction yes. by Jerry and Esther Hicks. I think that one's beautiful. Um, then there's also Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow, Grow Rich. Rich. Yep. That was very powerful. And The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You just named the three that I always suggest. Really? No way. Well, my book, the Family Leadership book, was inspired after I read Jim Rohn. I mean, I'm sorry, Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he also has Seven Habits of Highly Effective Family. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one that one is a big paradigm shifter. Um, that one completely changed my perspective on life. Another one for me I want to add is Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. Eckhart, wait, who was that? Eckhart Tolle. He's written two amazing books. One is The Power of Now, and another one is A New Earth. Oh, wow. you got to check those out. And they're both life-changing books, especially The Power of Now. But they're both in line the same thing. Wow. Yeah, I've heard some great things about The Power of Now. I definitely got to check those out. Yeah. So what's your vision for the future? I mean, you're only 19, but you sound like you have one. <laughs> yeah, so I do. Um, and I've had this vision since I was 16. <laughs> and I strive towards it every day. And it's really to to change the education system. Like that's been a huge drive for me. And it's a massive goal. Um, but really, I, I see a world where children from the first grade from K1, you know, they're learning, you know, valuable class, like they're taking valuable classes. And what I mean by that is they're learning instead of trigonometry and uh, all this stuff. History and history. um, You know, they start teaching more about communication and how to, you know, build a relationship because relationships are everything, you know, how to make new friends. I think one thing that's super overrated, I I guess, uh, for lack of better terms, is when people say, um, don't talk to strangers because strangers have everything you want. Strangers are our, you know, clients in business. Strangers are new relate, are new business partners or uh, new partnerships. Mentors. Mentors. Like, talk to strangers. Of course, like don't talk to that creepy guy. That's, you know, <laughs> like don't talk to creepy people. Talk to you. You want to have some common sense there, but um, talk to new people and, um, you know, how to build relationships, how to handle your, your money, how to, you know, budget, how to, um, do your tax. Oh, another thing is also being very custom with everybody, which is, you know, a big goal, but I really believe that you and I have, were born with different, with a different set of abilities, with a different set of innate, um, giftings and, uh, everybody should be strengthening what they're already good at. Everybody should be building upon their strengths and their gifts and so having a curriculum that's very specific 
to the child because I think what's happening right now is, you know, there's one tree, you are a tiger and I am a rabbit. And then there's a snake and then there's, you know, another, uh, you know, there's a deer and they're all telling us to climb that one tree, but we're all different and we all have different unique gifts and uh, unique ways of learning and unique passions. And so I really see a world where uh, it's very specific in, in helping that, that child find their purpose, find their, their gifting and, and building upon that and helping them, you know, if they're just so happen to be great at math and they love numbers and they love, then put them in, you know, specific courses for being a mechanic or for being a uh, engineer, for being, you know, something that, that aligns with their gifts. And so I think that'll really change the world and it'll make this world a much better place. Yeah. When we live in our purpose, we're in line with what and who we're supposed to be. Yes, I agree. And I think the old paradigm is shifting of just going to work and working to the bones until you're 65 and then enjoying your life and not sharing yourself with your family and Mm -hmm. listening to them and communicating with them, right? It's completely shifted that. And some don't even get to enjoy their life. They'll work until they're 60 and realize, I don't even have enough savings. I got to get back to work. And I see so many people driving Uber that are 60, 70 years old. Yeah. Or heaven forbid, they get, you know, some disease like cancer, heart attack, and they can't even function. Yeah, completely. Right, they're disabled. We have a little bit of time left. I want to ask you if you were to give advice to our teens today with what you've learned and experienced, what would you tell them? I would tell them to really start raising their standards. And what I mean by that, um, because the first time I heard that advice was from Tony Robbins, and I didn't understand it until a couple of years later, where I started seeing this shift in my life. But what he meant by raising your standards is raising the associations of people that that you hang out with. So if you were hanging out with somebody that you know, has no vision, has no purpose, raise that standard. Say, you know what, I'm going to hang out with somebody that is actually doing something that is doing good, that, you know, maybe they're part of, um, you know, Habitat for Humanity Club, or they're helping in some way, surround yourself with better people, so that you can become a better person. And so I'd say, you know, associations are everything, start raising the standard of people that that you that you're around. around. Yeah, Jim Rohn said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. Yes, that couldn't be more true. What's your advice to parents of today? I would say to parents, being able to have good communication with your child. You know, I love it when my mom, you know, genuinely asks, you know, what's going on in your life? Like, where can I help? Or, you know, how is school or how is work? But not necessarily how is school as in, I used to get that how is school every single day. Like, how is school? Oh, it was good. But more like, you know, really you know, how's everything? Like, are your friends good? Like who, you know, who are you hanging out with? Just kind of getting more perspective on your child and where they're really at. And I just be very supportive. Like the the best thing that ever happened in my life was, you know, I really won the lottery in terms of my parents. Like my, my mom is just so supportive and my dad as well. He's always been there sometimes, but my mom, for the most part, has always just been super supportive. When I told her my wildest dreams, don't let limiting beliefs get in your way or don't let what you already know, um, because you know we've gone through different, completely different experiences in our life. Don't let what you already know, your limiting beliefs, get in the way of your child's dreams, because sometimes even parents will put their children down and say, no, like you got to get a job. You have to get your, your homework done versus, you know, if you love 
doing this, awesome. Let's get you into a club and, you know, let's help you get there. Let's, you know, test uh, this sport if you think you like this sport or whatever it is. I joined so many sports because of my interests and my parents were supporting me all the way. Like, okay, you want to play soccer? Here you go. You want to play football? Here you go. You want to try karate? Here you go. So just really <laughs> supporting your child all the way. And I think the key thing is the more somebody experiences the better like you don't want to have them locked down in, in in one place their entire life like you want your children to experience uh, as much of life as they can experience the new things new places you know meeting introducing them to people building their confidence up early just um just really support your child totally agree wow listener that is advice from a 19 year old i don't even hear that from 40, 50, and 60-year-old. So like I said, he is very wise for his age. And considering the background that you've come, Carlos, it's it's amazing. Thank you, Jacqueline. I really appreciate it. I want to at least give a shout out to your business. You have a marketing and a branding agency, one called the businessclubacademy.com and one at dreamfactoryco.com. Yes, absolutely. And if you want to check out his business, both of those websites are in the show notes. His email is c.hernandezkip, K-I-P, at gmail.com. And if you need any marketing or branding for your business, Carlos is the person to call. Absolutely. Definitely. You can email me or check out our website and apply there. And we really just care about uh, helping people take their ideas and grow that and turn their business into a profitable business very shortly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carlos, for sharing with us your life and your business and your insight. Absolutely. Thank you, Jacqueline. And one thing, too, I want to offer your audience and uh, for teens and parents is I'm going to put something together I don't know yet, but it's going to be a gift, probably a free ebook or a free PDF that they, they'll be able to get at bookcarlos.com. Okay, we'll have that in the show notes, too, audience until next time, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.